Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Helen Brennett. She is an equine professional based in England and is an accomplished writer and trainer. Helen practices yoga and meditation and combines these disciplines with horses and humans. As a holistic therapist, enhanced with her passion for horse welfare, respecting them as sentient beings, Helen is able to communicate on a deeper level and realize the true healing power of the horse. It was her beloved horses who nurtured her through a period of immense sorrow, culminating in a beautiful and unexpected spiritual awakening. Helen and I will be having a conversation about her amazing life's journey, her passion for horses, and her book, Belief. It is a story about love, a collaboration of hearts, and her connection with a herd of horses. Good morning, Helen. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? Oh, hi. I'm good. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. And um, it's great to be here. Yeah. How are you? Are you good? I'm doing fantastic. It is a pleasure to have you on the air calling in from England. I truly appreciate that. By the way, Belief is a wonderful, wonderful read. You have this sort of a very natural way of writing. It has that rhythmic flow to it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. So congratulations oh, on that. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I think it's more um, that, that sort of natural rhythm when I'm with the horses that creates that flow. I think... Um, I think I have to give credit to them for the for the book as well, no, not just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I love it. I'm glad you brought that up because in going back, looking at the book, there is mm-hmm. that sort of galloping rhythm to it. Yeah. Well, that's it. People do say that when they, they read it. They do feel like they're taken mm-hmm. on a ride, and, and certainly that's how I was taken on this this um, this amazing ride that was, was obviously a, a very different ride than the the kind of riding I'd done in the past with them. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Okay. Um, well, I think animals have always been, um, it's been a natural thing from being a child. Before I was even um, around a lot of animals, I used to mm-hmm have this uh, great dream um, of having this um, place of safety for them where I used to care for them. And, and as a child, it was my, um, my uh, nan and granddad's house and I used to go to sleep um, just visualizing all the rooms changed into these, these, mm-hmm. these um, animal um, little houses where all different animals would be um, safe and protected. Um, so, I don't, so I think it was it was a natural instinct to um, uh, to care for animals. I think that was definitely the direction that my life was going to take. Um, and so, it was when I, when I started to um, be around horses and um, other smaller animals, it was a, a magical time. I felt very free as a child when I was with them. Um, there was just this natural understanding that I don't think was there when I was with people. There was this acceptance, um, and my imagination would fly, and everything was possible. Um, but as you grow up, things change, don't they? And you get directed by society and what uh, is expected of you, and what schools um, expect of you. And suddenly, things have become a lot more limited. So life, um, I went, I mean, I've always had the animals, but I, I did sort of regular jobs, and um, but there was always something missing, and I did end up uh, pulling back to the passion um, of horses, and, and I ended up working with horses and training. Um, I trained as a teacher and then a coach and worked in colleges and did, did just, it was just this never-ending um, desire to, seek and learn um, 
and help them really. I think that was the direction mm -hmm. I was constantly being pulled in. So, mm -hmm. um, although I had these other just sort of regular jobs that would um, sort of subsidise the training and help um, pay for the horses that we had at the time, um, I was really pulling back to working with them full time. And that's where I um, ended up. And I found this real passion for um, anatomy and physiology and movement, which really was most probably the big shift and change in how I began to observe animals in their environment. Um, and I think started to open up the communication, the deeper communication that um, that I've arrived at today. It, it was really starting, in, it, that was the foundation of um, studying animals in a deeper way and having to just watch movement in such mm -hmm. um subtle way but also a very um still and um analytical way for a period of time that um helped when it came to the moment when i really was very present um, um we we lost um, a child and in that period of time when that that happened i was able to uh, they were able to sort of get through to me because I was in this very still place of not doing, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Um, so when, when they did catch my eye at, at that period of time and I was able to really, really listen and I was, mm -hmm. I, I, I think I'd studied and, and watched them for long enough to understand that the body language <laughs> and the mannerisms were trying to delve that bit deeper. So, mm -hmm. um, so, so that's a very quick run through, obviously, of of where of of where it all began and and where I have come to in this place of being able to communicate with them, and I've been able to open up to life and find out who I am through them. Although mm -hmm. in the beginning I thought I was rescuing them, and <laughs> it was completely opposite. You know, it it was right. Um, you know, but I do think animals are my um, passion, and I think the connection with them was necessary for me to fully embrace life mm -hmm. and be comfortable with life. Um, mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's sort of where we are now. We're at this place where um, I have sort of given my life back to them, really, and each day I go out there and work with them, they seem to uncover or unravel something else and teach me something new and they're just an absolute wonder to work with so i feel very blessed wonderful wonderful story when did you up into the holistic practice um well i i'd um i'd started working with horses um doing the rehab work and um working um uh, we were competing at the time. I was still sort of working with the horses in 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 that line of uh, sort of direction, mm -hmm. and I was. But I was obviously um, going down the route of sort of that maintenance afterward work them and and keeping their bodies um, maintained and in good health. But I was finding that some of the horses we had weren't responding very well to certain things or. If, if if they needed veterinary care, they weren't responding very well to the drugs or antibiotics or and I, and I just thought this this you know I, I need to look down over other avenues. Um, there was one horse in particular that was struggling with a problem and then she'd had so many antibiotics and then had other problems uh, relating to the antibiotics. So and then a lady came one day and did some Reiki healing on mm -hmm. the horse. And within an hour, the problem that we had started to move. It was a problem that was in, in, in the horse's foot. And I, I was blown away because we'd been working on this. Not, not that I have any disregard for the vet. Our vet's fabulous and, and you know, right. it's great. But the, the, the drugs and, and the, 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 the uh, medicine that they were giving her just just wasn't responding and then this lady came and used this energy healing and and there was an instant with it like i say within an hour this instant um shift and um 
the problem in the foot that the, you know she'd had an abscess in the foot and it started to flow. So I thought, oh, I need to um, I need to 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 understand this a little bit more and I need to be able to uh, have this sort of um, technique to be able to help the horses that I had, you know. So um, again, I'm thinking I'm helping the horses, but I think really mm-hmm. um, as I went off and then began this journey into um the holistic therapies um i was receiving back and i was healing parts of myself and i was mm-hmm. again going more deeply into that connection that we can where we can communicate with our with all life so when i mm-hmm. came back and i'd learned a new thing a new technique and i'd used that on the horses that the communication between us deepened to another level um and then i found that the all the the new techniques and therapies that i was learning had such huge beneficial uh effects on the horses and their quality of their life that it always just took us to another level of how we would um uh, uh work our environment for them so it was this organic um build up to this environment that we would eventually start to create that would be as near as natural as we could get it to, to how they mm-hmm. would be living in the wild you know we would try and create right. to stimulate um all those senses that would be met that aren't met as a, for a domesticated horse but would be met out in the wild so we started to do do many many different things and um so it was really i think from the day that this lady called marge came up and she did some healing on, on one of the horses, and uh, I thought, this is amazing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, So it led, you know, like one, one experience with one person, and it leads you down a whole new path. Very, very interesting. So did that do you in to become an equine body worker? Yeah, well, I think one thing had led to the other, yeah, and, and I do one thing, and then I uh, would sort of, it would be sort of natural progression um, mm-hmm. because then I would see other things that I thought, well, if I could use my hands, I could help with this or with that. And I found that the, I, I did di- many different sort of methods. Um, one in particular that I used that I found very effective was called equine touch, and that was a form of body work that not only healed uh, physically, but it was on all levels. So you, you would see horses that um, maybe were domesticated that were, inside a lot so I didn't get a lot of freedom and they get depressed you know this this technique I could see was was relieving depression it was helping with mobility but it was helping the horse release a lot of um, emotional stress and tension so um, once I sort of saw the initial benefits I thought oh this is something I'm definitely um, going to pursue and um and I did, and it's 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 one of those things that um, you I did out of passion for the horses, um, but we train on people first, so I've ended up doing people as well. <laughs> that wasn't the plan, really, but um, but the 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 um, but at least you know people as well are getting the benefit of this um, of this um, modality that we do, and um, it can help with horses and riders because you can help balance the body you know the uh, many times people are riding horses with an issue which is then mirrored mm-hmm. in the horse so so it was uh, it was worth doing both um but again when i began to put my hands on the horses and feel deeper and palpate the body not only was i doing that on a physical level with the hands it, it it's something that attunes to your heart and your your mind and you uh, again are opening up this silent communication where the body initially for me began to speak to me but it just went deeper and deeper and deeper as time went on so um i just began to develop a very very deep bond which i suppose changed my whole thinking about how i perceived horses um it was something that was very 
sacred really because it was like meeting the truth of another being in this unspoken communication and all its hurts and traumas and wounds were revealed and because this you know majestic creature there in front of you couldn't speak Mm -hmm. it with words to feel it through its body um was quite overwhelming experience and um i did have to justify a lot of the things that i was doing at the time so you know putting a bridle on with a bit and saddles and so the training that i then did it just aligned naturally to what i was experiencing as i was communicating with these animals so we we removed bits and we um we just changed the whole path really of the way we we would uh, work with the horses so um but it was beautiful and um it was a great way to go beautiful story very beautiful story you had mentioned earlier that what had triggered you to have that sort of a relationship at mm-hmm. a deeper level was because of a traumatic experience that changed yeah. your life because prior to that you were basically thinking as of course we all humans we think that well we are taking care of the animal and mm-hmm. then yeah. the switch sort of flipped to the other side yeah. and then we are on the receiving end and that's when that sort of revelation yeah. connected to you at a much deeper level can you please share that with us yeah yeah that is just what it was like uh, uh, the, the switch you know <laughs> mm-hmm. flipping mm-hmm. and i um i remember you know, obviously, when you um, go through any kind of loss, I mean, we all we all suffer um, loss in in this life or some kind of suffering. And I remember surrendering to that that time. Mm-hmm. I remember just surrendering because I was so physically tired, and to just get through the day to care for the animals that we had at the time, and just to do the day, you know, was 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 in was. Um, you know, was all I could do. Um, but the stillness, there was something so different because I think I'd let go of all the doing that mm-hmm. um, that, that you usually, you know, all the lists, all the, the day-to-day routine had gone. And in that moment, they, where I was still and just open without any goals, they could sort of pierce um in right into the, the the who I was you know to my soul to my heart and it was um so profound it was like something burning through the whole of my being and it was Donna the 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 um the bay mare that we talk about in, uh, in the book she mm-hmm. it was her who first caught she caught my eye it was the most powerful moment I think of my entire life, and I just stood there dumbstruck. And it was one of those moments that does flip your whole life, you know, on its head. And I realized from that very moment that there was so, so, so much more to the horse than I'd ever, ever witnessed before. And she just drew me in. It was like that acceptance and that surrendering me and letting go of what I thought I should be doing or I could be doing or I must do all those went and she drew me in to this place it it was so fast and so powerful and I experienced the um, potential that we all have inside it was like um, I always felt before that experience that there was something missing I I I think the constant need and strive to learn and um, find new ways, new things to help, you know, the horses or or grow um, in my own sort of understanding of things was to try and fill that void. But the void was what she showed me. The void was 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 that reconnection back to who who I truly was, and it was reuniting all those parts of who I was so that I could live a whole life in fulfillment and and ease um so from that day onwards was mm-hmm. and I think it's been like that from that day onwards they 
they teach. And I, we met on this very level um, ground of understanding where we were completely equal and that there was no sentiment. There wasn't, I never looked, um, or I never certainly never look at the horses anymore um, with any sentiment or any pity or, you know, when I, we sometimes, you know, some of the horses have come from quite tough um, places, you know, but mm-hmm. we always mm-hmm. honour them. It, it, it changed. It, it was this unconditional love that was very independent that she showed me. And in that, I realised I had this strength and this courage that she had and that I was missing the whole point of life. I was missing, up until that point, I'd missed so, so much. And I surrendered to that whole moment which sounds a lot in a moment but it was mm-hmm. um it was it was a very powerful shift into finding out who I was and then um I suppose I had no idea where it was going it was um just this sudden um then light belief was was sort of galloping along that's how it felt i was i was suddenly mm-hmm. um experiencing how most of the um ways that i was perceiving or understanding life or the beliefs that i held weren't true and it and she taught me to question everything that i told myself everything that anybody had ever told me i questioned these beliefs until I, I came to a truth that that was felt it was something that I felt in every cell of my body when it was a truth mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. um, so joyous when it wasn't a truth I could feel I started to be able to read in my own body like I'd been able to read a horse's body um, mm-hmm. so it's like coming back home it was a very very powerful and beautiful time. Although um, the loss of the child was um, was obviously dreadful, the gift in it. Um, I remember hearing a little voice inside say that this child was coming to change lives, and he he did. He changed so many lives, and he goes on to change lives every day because the direction of our lives here um, has mm-hmm. has changed because of him. And um, it's given me uh, a beautiful life. So I'm very grateful. Wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. And my guest for this morning is Helen Brennan. She is an equine professional based in England, an accomplished writer and trainer. Helen practices yoga and meditation and combines these disciplines with horses and humans. As a holistic therapist, enhanced with her passion for horse welfare, respecting them as sentient beings, Helen is able to communicate on a deeper level and realize the true healing power of the horse. This led her to a beautiful and unexpected spiritual awakening. Helen and I are having a conversation about her amazing life's journey, her passion for horses, and her book, Believe. It is a story about love, a collaboration of hearts, and her connection with a herd of horses. So, Helen, let's talk about the book itself. You got this huge revelation in terms of Mm -hmm. connecting with the horses. The horses taught you how to live in the present moment in a way, Mm -hmm. but it's a moment of reflection in understanding Mm -hmm. where what life is all about. It's about introspection as well as possibilities. And so Mm -hmm. you went through this whole process of spiritual awakening. This is something special. So tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit more about the book Belief in Itself. As I said, it's beautifully written with sort of a wonderful galloping rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I um, the book was um, a revelation in itself because I, um, I I'd never written anything before, mm-hmm. and I had no intent. You know, that was, was the furthest uh, thing from my mind. But 
um, there was there was um, a moment when I um, was having this experience. It was it was daily, and the horses would. Um, I could feel I could feel that energetic pull when one of them was ready to reveal something to me, and they all reveal something to me about myself that needed to be witnessed, acknowledged and healed or, 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 or I'd have to take action on it. And um but one day I I heard that I heard that voice inside again, that sort of intuitive voice say this mm-hmm. that the book the book's ready. And I had a real resistance to this because I just <laughs> thought this is getting crazy now, you know, this isn't this isn't and a friend of mine, she said, you know, just pick up the pen, just pick up a pen and, and try, mm-hmm. you know. And I did one day. And suddenly the experience that I was having was being articulated through the pen, but in this poetic. And, it, and like you say, with this sort of beautiful flow to it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I struggled to own it for a while because even though it was my story and it, it was the horse's, um, because I didn't um, intellectually, you know, because I'd right. studied right. English or I'd gone to train as a writer, or <laughs> you know, I thought, oh well, you you can't, you know, it's that it's that typical sort of material world kind of mentality um, mm-hmm. of labels. I didn't have the label as a writer, so I thought I couldn't write and um, or I couldn't acknowledge it. Um, but um, it's. So there was that, and I also knew once I had sort of gone through the 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 major part of this experience that I would share this. I thought I can't keep this to to myself. This was too mm-hmm. beautiful, too powerful, and too. Um, it it was like if I didn't share it, I would be hide, hiding what was on offer to all of us, what has been uh, taken from us through. Uh, social conditioning through media through through you know all the institutions we get put in from school and onwards and it it, it breaks down this part of who we are and we forget that we are these creators we're creative um souls here to expand um to connect to grow and to appreciate um uh, you know the earth the world and each other so i knew that I couldn't keep it to myself. Um, so when it, it began, when I began to write, I thought, well, maybe this is the way to write because I, I didn't think I would be able to talk about it because it was very difficult to put words, even even in the book, the words don't really truly explain just the power and beauty that was, was the experience um, at the time. Um, so it began, and it, it 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 sort of didn't start with a start or an end as such. It was straight into, you know, first of all, I met, you know, I I, I experienced um, it's a horse that's actually passed uh, passed over that that was most probably mm-hmm. um, very aware that this awakening was on its way, and he came into our lives. And he is, he's in the first chapter, and each one meets me, and each one um, is it's really strange because I know their characters and their personalities, and um, they just brought these visions, and there was the visuals, and there was the words. So it was really bizarre because I was having the experience, obviously not writing when I was with them, but then when I went away and wrote it, I would be feeling that experience again through visuals and, and and obviously the words would just flow it wasn't i wasn't thinking about it it was um you know through that automatic writing and feeling the emotion um of the experience and um so one by one each personality comes through and they've got a message for for us they've got um a, a way of sharing that through uh, maybe their body language or their behaviours or simply mm-hmm. through the messages that I was able to receive during that time. And the culmination of it really was that to live in our truth, um, to live authentically, to mm-hmm. question 
um, without judgment all that is happening to us and to to ask for guidance um, mm-hmm. through you know to, to feel that fulfillment in life um, opens the door to these possibilities to this um, unlimitless potential that that is stored within all of us and that our gifts are the most powerful way to reach back into into ourselves so if we uh, so for example for me i wasn't encouraged to use my gifts because in the mm-hmm. you know man's world material world they weren't seen you know they weren't on the limited list <laughs> of what we <laughs> what, what we're encouraged to do but that is what god has sent us with and that is what if we use in the world because we're passionate about it it has a power all all of its own it's magical and it creates um a beautiful weave um through the people's lives that you'll meet or um the work that you do or those that your work touches so even though mine was through horses they were saying to me you know it comes in all shapes and colors and you know primarily pull that gift to the surface don't be frightened of using it don't be frightened to speak don't be frightened to you know step out of your comfort zone and and seek the life that will fulfill you because that is what we're here to do um so but then it it, it sort of flowed into this sort of understanding uh, of how the world is is playing out and that we are in this time of change and there are many many of us that are awakening to this knowledge and having this realization that there is a lot more to life and that those in power will uh, be defeated really but in a not in an aggressive way it, it was just this huge tsunami of love that was mm-hmm. going to um you know uh, bathe us all <laughs> and um but for me i think the chapter washed in um the water of the heavens it was that sort of feeling of experience being washed and becoming sort of spiritualized in the flesh so mind mm-hmm. body and spirit becoming whole in one place was was fulfilling in itself um so um so it's hard to sort of talk about the the stories it goes because it sort of goes in and out of um of their little characters as they as they sort of meet me or catch my eye and then just draw me in to 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 an experience of understanding which I obviously needed to learn at that point in time and they carry on teaching me <laughs> day in day out <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting though because what I wanted to ask you is that yes. when you talk about the eyes how does the eye speaks more than words well, it just um, for me, um, the eye just draws that soul to soul connection, that heart to heart connection. Mm-hmm. It's it's when there's no lie, there's no facade, there's no pretense. And I find if I just stop and I watch, and that I can spot whose eye um, is after me on that day, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an energetic, it's something that you would, you have to, I mean, you don't have to practice it. Sometimes it can just catch you in, in that moment. But if you uh, wanted to, to to experience it by sitting silently and observing your own mind, your own thoughts, allowing all those doubts that will come, come in, just to go come in and go out and just keep gently focused on 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 the eye of of the horse or animal that maybe you're with it's such you will you feel such a powerful powerful connection and it's there that you know that story opens or an emotion can be released and you begin to realize that these creatures are just trying to help us remember who we truly are and for me, they that I took me to God as, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I know we all experience God in different ways. And I experienced God in everything th- 
through through them and it was the most um loving but powerful mm-hmm. and humbling experience and um i think for me the horses because i'm passionate about what i do with them and and, and how i feel about them were able to uh, open that channel up for me because i don't think i would have found it any other way um um with the crazy life i had before <laughs> you know um <laughs> so um the eye for me is it's just that entrance into the soul and then entrance into all that is that's beautiful one of the things also you talk about i thought which is very very interesting in the stillness of time and space how does heartbeat relate to true existence for me the heartbeat it's it's the pulse of life and the true existence is what ignites that pulse so if we i remember when i was first trying to connect deeper with with animals and things and people would say connect you know heart to heart you know and at first you think right <laughs> yeah right you know but truly when you energetically put your focus on your own heart to another heart or you speak your intention through your heart you recognize how powerful that is and how miracles happen when you truly come from a place um, of heartfelt connection or heartfelt um, word or joy and so for me it's 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 the first place that I, I connect back to when I want to go back home and connect to, <laughs> to the ex, you know, all that is that connection back to that unity and that seamlessness, you know, and I believe that, that, that power, you know, the heart that nourishes us, nourishes our body on a physical level, does that on the soul level, um, and and you know we can take that as far as we want to take it, dependent upon, you know, um, where you are on your journey. Uh, but the heart, for me, is um, is where it's at. It's where the messages lie and and wait for us, and hope we open them. <laughs> true, very very true. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. My guest is Helen Brennan. She is an equine professional based in England, an accomplished writer and trainer. Helen practices yoga and meditation and combines these disciplines with horses and humans. As a holistic therapist, enhanced with her passion for horse welfare, Respecting them as sentient beings, Helen is able to communicate on a deeper level and realize the true healing power of the horse. This led her to a beautiful and unexpected spiritual awakening. Helen and I are having a conversation about her amazing life's journey, her passion for horses, and her book, Believe. It is a story of love, a collaboration of hearts, and her connection to a herd of horses. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Helen, let's talk about a beautiful music that you have put together. I have to tell you, I have to edit this music down to about three minutes or so, so we can play it on the air and have everyone enjoy it. However, the music is about six minutes long, a little bit over six minutes. And I have to tell you that I love every second of it. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about it before we listen yeah. to it. Okay. Well, um, I think writing has, you know, has obviously become part of our life here. Um, uh-huh. And it's, so everybody, um, my daughter, she uh, writes poetry now, and um, everyone who we, we we tend to work with usually uses writing as um, as a now as a tool for self exploration. Uh, but mm-hmm. for me, writing is a way of expressing not only what goes on within me, but go, what messages I connect to through the horses. And one day, it was a beautiful. Sunday morning and I just felt this real urge to go and sit with them and write and I went round the corner and they all caught my eye and they were in like a, a semicircle and I thought oh this is this is going to be great you know I could just feel that they really wanted to to, to bond and um, I sat and I began to write and I don't tend to, I do write a little bit of poetry now and again but it tends to be, you know, um, just regular writing. But this day, I thought, <laughs> oh, it's it's a poem. 
And then I got to the end of it and I thought, oh, this is not a poem. This this is a song, you know, and um, <laughs> I thought, this is weird. <laughs> but it, it was very emotional when I got to the end of, of writing the lyrics, because not all the lyrics are, are, are in, in the song, because was, it was quite, it was long, as you, as you know, it's, it's long even mm-hmm. without <laughs> any more uh, verses. But um, because it was, they, they, they were talking, it was a collective message for the animal kingdom. And they were t- they were telling me that the message certainly was telling me that you know we are losing animals day by day. Animals are becoming extinct, and that the, the way we're treating the planet is mm-hmm. um, means that you know it's our loss. This is our Earth. Um, but again, they're so forgiving. They offer us this hope, and that as as our Earth dies, and as we have to awaken and take action, that they are still with us in spirit and mm-hmm. they're in our heads. And if we listen to them, like for me, I have listened to them and observed them, they will help guide us back home. And I think one of one of the lyrics um, says at one point, we will eventually all fly as one flock. And that really mm-hmm. got my, oh, you know, I went. I came around the corner and I was crying and my husband's like, what's the matter? And I said, oh my God, I'm just on this powerful powerful connection and anyway um so then i um there is a young band they're fabulous so talented they're they're, they're um in their early 20s and uh, i i said to the lead singer amber is this a song is this a song and she said yeah and they said right well we'll, we'll do it for you in the because i am not a singer and i'm not creative with music <laughs> <laughs> and um, one night she said, Helen, we, we've done this. What do you think? And uh, I said, oh, gosh, it's beautiful. It was just stunning. And um, what was so beautiful about the whole thing was that although they do different, they have a different style of music. Um, right. They're an electronic band. So, But they had a, adapted and really fell into the lyrics to create a different sound for for the horses and they enjoyed bringing the horses voices and the message to life so it was a beautiful collaboration because it wasn't about um just making something it was really about giving a voice to something and giving a voice to those without a voice um was really um it's been quite an emotional journey i think uh, certainly for me um, and Amber's got such a stunning voice, and the guys are so great on all the, all the, um, you know, uh, the the guitar mm-hmm. and, and the keyboard. That um, I'm just so proud of them, and um, I uh, I know they'll do amazingly well because of the their big heart. <laughs> so I hope everyone enjoys Wonderful. it. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's listen to it. Okay. Sun is rising in the east, not the west. Calm waters of tomorrow land scattered. We shall weep the war of deceit and lie and spread our wings way ahead. The signatures shone, streams from within, it cannot be deep. Deadly sin, so free your mind. Sing with us, radiate the most powerful and shine with love. So sing our song. Picture our love, awaken your heart to the man that we call love. So sing our song. Dead, we are alive. 
And I have to tell you, it's such a beautiful, beautiful song. Music is just wonderful. It really connects at the heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul, spirit-to-spirit level, don't you think? Oh, God, yeah. I think they're amazing. I think they've um, got a phenomenal gift. They're, they're, um, mm-hmm. they, they've got a beautiful, beautiful um, gift of, of sharing from that, that deep place and it just, for me, just takes me straight back in and um, mm-hmm. connects, like you say. It's amazing, truly amazing. Let me ask you this. Do all animals have life lessons and wisdom to share with us? I believe so. I, I do, I really believe so, because there's not one animal that I meet that isn't offering. Um, they're always offering, and I believe now, certainly from my experience with animals, mm-hmm. that if we acknowledge what we see, if we acknowledge them in whatever it is they're trying to to share with us, that they grow. Um, I I've seen that the horses and the animals that I've listened to, and that I've taken action upon whatever it is that they've tried to mirror back to me, so that I grow and I learn, that a peace comes over them. Their their facial expressions, their the whole body, the whole demeanor shifts. And mm-hmm. just like we have a life purpose, I believe that they uh, are trying to communicate to us to, you know, go within, to come back home and to listen to that um, voice that is is leading us back home. Fantastic. How can people connect more deeply with animals? Well, I think um, from from again from the experiences that I have and, and that, I, that you know when I do work with people or I work with the, the animals you know mm-hmm. on, on my own is the observation was key the stillness finding stillness so being mindful you know breathing connecting to your breath because the animals read our breath you know they're reading constantly they can read all the emotions that we hold. Uh, the things that we hide, they can, they read the incongruence that most of humans have. So if we connect back to our breath, find the stillness, and you can communicate with an animal so honestly, you know, about the parts of you or the things about you that you deny or don't want to face because they don't judge us. There's no shame. There's no guilt. They just grace us with opportunities to become the best possible self that we can be in this life that we've been gifted. So I think if you can, you know, if you struggle to be mindful or you struggle to sit in silence, connect to the breath and slow the breathing down and then start to watch the animals that you're with or the animal that you have on a daily basis in this stillness and this silence and this quiet. And then you start to see subtle differences, these subtle changes in the body language. But the thing that you have to avoid doing is making a mental judgment. It's it's removing all the judgment as to why you think the dog's doing this or the horse is doing that. It, it's a complete removal of that. And then you start to feel 
inwardly what you are observing in them. And as you do that, you accept something in you and you get an opportunity to change that. So you might change a thought that you're having or you might uh, acknowledge a feeling that, that's maybe quite deep-seated in you. And as that feeling is acknowledged and, and maybe released or that thought is changed, you'll see a change in the body language in the animal that's, that's with you. And in that, you can take it as far as you want. It, it, that would be, again, and again, the heart-to-heart connection, obviously. You know, that was mm-hmm. the very first way I, you know, you are breathing, but you're connecting to this animal through its heart's mind as opposed to the thinking mind. And that heart-mind offers these universal truths about things and situations that awaken your own intuition. They awaken parts of you that you didn't even realize were there um, that are actually trying to help and guide you through life um, in a more favorable way, you know, in in a less Mm -hmm. judgmental way. um, You know, you turn away, you suddenly turn away from a lot of the distractions that, that, that remove you from from joy um, in your life. So I would say if you just get a chance to spend time with them, try and uh, find some stillness in you and then just observe. And if you can't keep, if you, if, if you can be sort of committed and disciplined with that, a whole new um, door opens up, a beautiful new door. <laughs> Fantastic. That's wonderful. Please tell us about the Haven, the animal sanctuary you have created. Uh, well, the Haven was born after the experience. Um, I think I've always um, wanted, as, the, as I think I told you at the beginning of the, the show, mm-hmm. uh, as a child, I, I just imagined my uh, grandparents' home as um, an animal sanctuary. Um, <laughs> but I think so. I think that was already always there. But it changed after the experience I had with the horses um, in 2012 because. I recognized um, that I was just going to be a rescuer, whereas now it's not, it, 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 it's just, it's not that, you know, every animal that mm-hmm. comes to us, if they've had difficulties or, or, or trauma or neglect or abuse is, um, it's, it's, we just create the right environment for them to heal and reach mm-hmm. their potential. So, um, so we decided to create this place, um, and our lives completely changed in because it's not easy um, doing something like this, especially in the mindset of the material world that people think you've got mm-hmm. to be sort of achieving sort of other goals than than not everybody could see the purpose that we had behind this. But um, so we we. Um, slowly began to create it and um, so we have horses here and some small animals that uh, mainly have um, been rescued or they've come from certain situations where they've had behavioral issues or difficulties uh, we work with them we're creating um, the most natural environment we can create um, which is going to take years, um, and um, it's, it will be um, something I will no doubt be doing till I die. But our intention is that this place not only heals um, is healing for, for horses, but but you know for those soul seekers who want to expand on their own um, personal self, uh, you know, personal growth and and connect mm-hmm. back to themselves. Obviously you know, that can, we can heal and work with people as well. And that it, and that it, it's here for the next generation. You know, our right. aim is that it's here for, for the future generations to come. So I, 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 my part in it is making sure that it's built upon a non-force foundation where, you know, the ego is removed from it and, just pure unconditional love is poured into that foundation for the next generations to take on and, and grow upon. Wonderful. Where can someone go to buy your book, get more information about you, and keep up with your latest happenings? 
Okay. Well, we're on um, uh, the books on Amazon in in the US or um, the UK are Smashwords, uh, the second edition book um, ebooks on Smashwords, um, mm-hmm. and the website. So, um, if you want to catch up with us um, on the website, it's www.belief444.com, and we are on um, Helen B Books on Facebook. And Instagram. So we, I do mainly put posts of the the horses and um, on uh, Facebook. Um, we can catch us on there and see what we're up to and um, what we're doing with um, the other young creatives that are around our singers and poets and um, <laughs> all those that are, are bringing nature to life through their creativity. You know, in their unique way, yeah. which is something that we really. Um, it's 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 certainly our future seeing these younger ones express themselves um you know however they best can share their messages so um so so hopefully we'll get more updated as well on there for for people to to have a look at wonderful how has writing believe impacted you personally um i think um it's it pushed me out of a comfort zone um i would never have um dreamt of speaking out about who I really am because that part of me has been um, well and truly uh, pushed down in those earlier years because to to be who I really was when I was younger was, uh, wasn't really accepted. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not something that I would say I've spoken openly about, but um, the book has, has come to that place where I've had to say, well, this is who I am this is what I connect to and you know really it's just love it's just unconditional love through nature through animals and you know this is the magic that life can be if we embrace our own you know individual uh, uniqueness um mm-hmm. so for me it's yeah and it's still pushing me through comfort zones it's it's still making me stand up and say well this is who I am and uh, this is the life I've chosen and um and this is what this is where we're heading. So I have to give all my thanks to the the horse kingdom <laughs> for doing that, <laughs> because uh, otherwise I just don't think I'd have done it. I'd have mostly just stayed, you know, in the trap uh, mm-hmm. of life and not really ever reached any of my true potentials, which aren't necessarily what you know we see as you know, mm-hmm. reaching a potential. For me, reaching a potential is a very different thing now. Um, and reaching that fulfillment is is going to be very different and uh, hopefully very satisfying. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. As we close the show, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Oh, gosh. I would say I would. Um, it's funny you say recipe because um, <laughs> I have to share this. Uh, one of the things that aligned with me when I when mm-hmm. all of us, you know, and I, I was sort of awakening to this this wholeness was uh, food. You know, we our whole diets changed, and um, my daughter Emma, who did the illustrations in the book, um, mm-hmm. and now does the poetry and, and her own work is an amazing vegan cake baker. So um, <laughs> when you said that, I, I just thought, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to share a recipe. <laughs> I've got loads. <laughs> um, but I must admit, her cakes are, are outstanding and her, her food is phenomenal. Um, she, she definitely has a gift for feeding um, food for the, for, for the body and the soul. Um, but I would say a recipe for enjoying life would be to find the present moment in in every moment and live it fully with love you know whatever you're doing whether you're cooking that food or you're um, caring for um, your child or at your job I find that if I can bring myself back into that present moment with devotion and love miracles and magic happens even in the most dire situations um, the present moment is the gateway out. That's beautiful. 
totally beautiful. Helen, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on from my Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Tuesday morning, May 28th. My guest will be Rita Lucy. She is a doctor of science in rehabilitation counseling, registered nurse, and the chief enthusiasm officer at Soaring Seniors Unlimited. Rita and I will be having a conversation about her amazing life's journey, her passion for living to the fullest, and her recently released book, Soaring Seniors, Stories, Steps, and Strategies for Living Full Out After 50, 60, and 70. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Helen, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, and have a blessed, wonderful day. Oh, thank you, and you. Thank you for having us on the show. It's been lovely. Wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.